What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I want to give everybody a uh, fair warning on the volume. I got a new mic. I set it up a little bit differently, so it might be a little bit louder than the past couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, volume warning. Apologize if I'm a little bit louder. So, But, welcome back to Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. I apologize for missing last week. I was a, 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 little, a little bit drunk last week, but, you know, we're going to go over the week that we missed, which was the 10th. Then we're going to go over, oh no, we missed the third too. Yeah, so we're going to go over the week of the third, the week of the 10th, and then we'll go over next week's matchups. So that's what we're going to do. Um, first, we're going to get into the north, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, looking at the north, you had on the third, you had the Miami Sharks versus the Goblins. Miami Sharks came out on top of that one, 40 to 20. Then, it, again, on the third, you had Pylon Pythons versus Goblins. Goblins were able to take one at a one on the day, going or winning this game 41-36 to in a close one over Pylon Pythons. Um, Goblins, like I said, are a very good team, but Miami Sharks are clearly just the dominant force in the north right now. Um, anything can happen on any given Sunday, clearly, and I think Miami Sharks can take a loss in the playoffs. Yes, I, I do think it's possible, but do I think it's likely? And not so much. But um, moving on to the week of the 10th, you had the Miami Sharks versus Dr. D. Miami Sharks came out on top of that one, 42-14. Again, no surprise there. Miami Sharks very dominant recently. Then you had Goblin versus Dr. D. And Goblin lost this one. Dr. D coming out on top, 48-46. to Not that Dr. D is not a good team. It's just Goblin looked like they were the clear-cut second-place team as of right now. But after that matchup, with Dr. D, they show that they are faltering a little bit and they are beatable. So we'll see how uh, what playoffs have for the uh, North Division. And on top of that, you have, um, I believe, one last week for the North. And then moving into the following week, you'll have playoffs. So you have one last week for the North and South. And then the East and the West are moving into playoffs this week. So looking at that. Um, for the final game of that week, you had Pylon Pythons for 7-3-2. 7-3-2 came out on top of that one, 46-44. Every time I say something about Pylon, I, I said they were they haven't won a game since they lost Trevor. And I go and say that, and look what happens. They they go and win a game without Trevor. It, it's never-ending with these guys. They can't win. So, um, yeah, 7-3-2 were able to put on a show against Pylon. While Pylon were able to put up 44 points, they weren't able to hold off the back-and-forth offense of 7-3-2. So it's good to see 7-3-2 be able to put up a win without Trevor and everything. Um, I thought they were faltering a little bit, but clearly they are still performing at a decent level. Um, we will talk about next week's matchups a little bit later, so we're going to move on to the South. And looking at the matchups for July 3rd, you only had one matchup for the week of July 3rd for the South. It was going deep versus the Bullies. Um, going deep, finally were able to bounce back after their really bad beating by Dirty CJ and the boys. They were able to win this one 54-12, so good showing out of going deep on the week of the third. Um, able to take out the Bullies. The Bullies seem to have been having a rough couple of weeks, taking a loss in division and then a loss to, I believe, the div division above them, so... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bullies perform for or in the playoffs, seeing as they have playoffs coming up in their division, if I'm not mistaken. We'll talk about that a little bit later when we get into that, though. Um, moving on to the week of the 10th, 
You then had Vicious and Delicious versus Going Deep. Vicious and Delicious came out on top of that one, 48 to 27. Uh, Going Deep were able to pick up their win last week and then, you know, had a rough one this week and took the loss to Vicious and Delicious, who are still showing that they are a clear top of the division team as of right now. Then moving on to the next matchup for the 10th, you had Outlaws versus Royalty. Outlaws were able to take this one over Royalty, which was big um, for the standings and everything, but it's really interesting to see the Outlaws be able to take out Royalty, because I thought Royalty and Vicious were like the one and two seed as of right now, but seeing as, you know, they both take losses this week and everything, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen in the final week, and then moving on into the uh, playoffs. And then the final matchup for that week Oh, no, not the final matchup. I apologize. You had Vicious and Delicious and Dirty CJ and the Boys. Dirty CJ and the Boys were able to come out on top of that one, 19-18, a very low-scoring game for Vicious and Delicious. I don't know if they were missing guys or what was going on. I believe they were missing their quarterback or something like that around the lines of that, but um, no, no excuses can be made. It's regular season. You know, doesn't really matter if they're missing their quarterback in the playoffs. That's clearly going to be a huge issue, but as of right now, shit happens. Uh, Dirty CJ and the boys were able to take that one, 19-18. And then the final game of this uh, division, you had Phantoms versus Outlaws. Outlaws were able to take that one, 32-22. Um, I believe the Phantoms quarterback threw four interceptions, and it was still this close of a game. That that's, I don't know if that's bad on the Outlaws offensive-wise, that they weren't able to score more, or if it reflects that, if the Phantoms just stop giving the ball away, they could clearly put up a lot more points. So it's going to be really interesting to see how both of these teams perform in the final week of the uh, South. Then we're going to move on to the East as of right now. Um, for the week of the third, you had three games. You had Going Deep versus the Bullies, which we talked about. Bullies lost that one. Then you had the Ducks versus Show Us Your TDs. Show Us Your TDs were able to take this one, 51-35. And then they had a doubleheader against the Cheesecakes, which they ended up losing. Cheesecakes ended up winning that game, 40-35. to That was a, uh, a good back-and-forth matchup. We were exhausted after the first game. It started getting really hot out. It, it was a miserable, miserable day after that. It was very, very exhausting. If we were able to play the Cheesecakes and the Ducks, in that order, I think it would have been a different game completely, and I think it might have been a different outcome. But, again, we'll see what happens come playoff and everything. Um, then moving on to the week of the 10th, you had the matchup of Show Us Your TDs versus TF Rating. Show Us Your TDs were able to take this one, 20-13. Um, moving on to the next matchup, you had Bullies versus Cheesecakes. Bullies took that one, 31-30. So, it's weird, because Bullies have been having a rough couple of weeks, and then Bullies are able to bounce back and beat the Cheesecakes, who I thought were performing at a level that was more at the top of the division. And I thought Bullies were more towards the bottom end of the division. But really interesting to see what's going on there. Um, it shows that Bullies are able to compete with a lot of the teams, or it shows that the Cheesecakes are faltering. I'm really not sure what to take out of that matchup. Um, and then you had TF Rating versus the Ducks in a doubleheader for the day. TF rating ended up taking that one 33 to 32 over the Ducks. Very, very close game between the two teams. Um, literally came down to one extra point. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about the Ducks because we played them and then we see them play other teams like TF rating who we, they, they've kept the game close with us. Like we, our score with them was 20 to 13 clearly wasn't a blowout in any sense or whatever. 
Um, but then TF Rating has a very close game with the Ducks, just like we had. Well, I thought our game was a little bit closer. It was fifty-one to thirty-five the last or the week before that. But still, it's like the Ducks are a team that I think offensively can perform. It comes down to their defense and how they perform. If their defense could play a little bit better then I think the Ducks could be a little bit of a sleeper in the playoffs, but we'll see how that ends up turning out. Then you had Cheesecakes versus Royalty, and this just absolutely blew my mind. I'm astounded by this. Royalty were in the division above... No, 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 they're in this division. But still, Royalty, who I thought were, you know, neck and neck with Cheesecakes as the first and second seed as of right now, Cheesecakes ended up winning this one 48-18. I don't know if Royalty were missing guys. I don't know what was going on, but Cheesecakes either put on a show or Royalty just absolutely fell apart. And then the Royalty had a doubleheader against the Outlaws, ended up losing that one 26-18 to the Outlaws. That that stinks. It's just it's, it's a rough week for Royalty, especially with the um especially with the playoffs coming up and everything. They almost lost their uh their second seed spot, I believe. Um let me go check the standings real quick. Looking at the East, they were very close. If Show Us Your TDs were able to take any one more victory instead of a loss this season, they would end up losing their uh, seed possibly to um, Show Us Your TDs. That would have been really interesting to see um, what could have happened there if uh, Royalty ended up taking the uh, two losses and didn't end up getting the bye this week and everything. So that's really interesting. And then looking at the... Um, <coughs> The final division, you have the West. And the week of the third, you had one, two, three matchups. You had Evolve versus Grape Apes. Grape Apes took that one 37-34. No surprise there. Like I said, Grape Apes, well-put-together team and everything. Evolve, iffy on points of, like, they're very athletic. I just don't know what's going on with their offense or defense that it doesn't work. But something's off, and they got to fix it before the... uh, the playoffs coming up this week, so we'll see how they end up performing this week. Um, then you had the Gladiators versus the Rejects. Gladiators won that one 54-0. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that was the game that Dylan played quarterback, so enough said. Um, and then moving on after that, you had the Black Panthers versus the Golden Receivers, which I thought the Golden Receivers might come out on top of this one, but they end up losing to the Black Panthers 38-33. to So... That's a very, very interesting um, scenario because come the 10th, you had Abusement Park versus the Gladiators. So Gladiators were had the ability to lock in the one seed. If they take out Abusement Park, they lock in the one seed. Abusement Park, one of the lower-seeded teams in this division, ended up taking out the Gladiators 34-32. to So that was really big, both for Abusement Park and both for every team in the division, showing that the Gladiators are not, you know, this unbeatable team and everything, and they have their weaknesses, so they are able to be beaten. It'll be really interesting to see how they end up doing in the playoffs. And then following game, you had Rejects versus Abusement Park. Rejects ended up coming out on the top of that one, 35-14. That was a phenomenal game played between the two teams. Uh, Abusement Park was exhausted through the doubleheader. They lost one or two guys from their first game, and they only ended up having, like, six or seven guys for the... uh, for the final game, so they were exhausted, and then you had Rejects versus Evolve in the second game of the day for the Rejects, Rejects won that one 42-21, which is huge for the Rejects in the standings, uh, Rejects were falling a little bit behind in the standings, uh, taking this double header though is absolutely huge for them, then you had Grape Apes versus Black Panthers, if Grape Apes were able to take this win, I believe they move ahead of 
Gladiators in the standing, but Grape Apes ended up losing this one 34-31, which was really big because that means that the Gladiators ended up getting their first seed, and then Grape Apes ended up having to play in a matchup this week opposed to getting the bye, which they could have had if they beat the Black Panthers. That's um, That sucks a lot. So, um, yeah, Gladiators lost their one seed for a total of, um, like, two hours, and then they gained it back. So, that was really interesting, and then you had Evolve versus Golden Receivers, as Evolve had their second game of the day, and that one ended up going to the Golden Receivers, 51-33. to So, Evolve had a rough ending to their uh, regular season, and then we'll look towards the playoffs for the um, East and West, and then we're going to look into the, um, actually, we're going to look into standings. And then we'll go into the matchups for uh, for next week. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at the standings for the North. The North, you have the Miami Sharks at 8-0, 7-3-2 at 5-2, Goblins at 4-4, four four, Pylon at 3-4, and, and Dr. D at 2-4. So like I was talking about before, Goblin taking their loss to Dr. D. Again, I'm not saying Dr. D are a bad team, but showing they're able to beat Goblin at that level shows that Goblin are, you know, not a clear-cut second-place team as of right now. 7-3-2 jump ahead of them at 5-2, but we also don't know if Goblin were weaker than they normally are because, like I stated, they are a huge team. It did not look like they had all of their guys as of last week, so it'll be really interesting to see what playoffs bring um, if everybody ends up showing up that, uh, that week and everything. If they do, I think we'll see a completely different Goblin squad than we saw for those final two games of the uh, season, but they do have uh, one more week to get everything straight before they head into the final week. Then you have uh, Pylon Python at 3-4. and four. Um, They're one of the teams that, like I said, they can come out and they can beat any one of these teams on e any given day, except maybe the Miami Sharks. I don't know how I feel about them. They're just literally unbeatable as of right now. It's like actually terrifying to have to play them as of right now. And Vicious and Delicious, on their final game of the season for a division below them, have to play them. So that's going to be really uh, a really, really big challenge for Vicious and Delicious. But, um... Then you had Outlaws, or sorry, for the South, you had Outlaws in first at 6-1. and one. Dirty CJ and the boys at 4-1-1 and one after tying, uh, going deep early in the season. Then you have Vicious and Delicious at 5-2. and two? Wait, how does that work? I'm confused. So I guess... Wouldn't they have more points? I don't know how the... I, I guess it's percentage-wise. Yeah, because percentage-wise, it's... Wow, that's interesting. I don't know how that's going to turn out because they only have six games played and you're supposed to have eight games played by the end of the end of the year. So I don't know if Dirty CJ and the players are playing a doubleheader. But if they have to play a doubleheader, that would be really interesting for the final standings towards the end of the season because every other team except for Prey for Rain have seven and the Phantoms. So I believe the Phantoms and Dirty CJ and the boys are going to have a doubleheader next week, I think. Don't quote me on that though. We'll see what it, we'll we'll see what happens going into the uh, going into the schedule and everything. And then you have the East to round off the um, standings: six and two, five or six and two cheesecakes, five and three royalty. Me machines out. Show us your TDs moved up to four and four. TF rating three and five. Bullies three and five. Ducks one and seven. So what happens is because of the way this division is set up, Cheesecake and Royalty will get their buy at six and two and five and three. Show us your TDs. We'll play the Ducks, 
and then TF rating will play the bullies. So those will be two very interesting matchups. Four and four versus the one and seven, and three and five versus three and five. Then going into the West, you have the finalized standings of the Gladiators at six and two, Great Apes at six and two, but losing the uh, tiebreaker between the two. Then you have Black Panthers at four and four, Golden Receivers at three and five. Rejects were able to pick up the doubleheader win and move up all the way to three and five, passing Evolve and Abusement Park. Abusement Park is at two and six, and then Evolve is at one and seven. Abusement Park picking up the win over Gladiators was big for their standings. Um, so the way this division is set up, Gladiators are the only one who are going to get a buy. Great Apes end up playing Evolve. Abusement Park play Black Panthers, and Golden Receivers play the Rejects. <coughs> I believe what then happens is, I don't know if Gary's going to reseed it where the lowest seed plays Gladiators, or if he's just going to leave it where the the winner of Grape Apes and Evolve play Gladiators. I, I don't know how Gary does this anymore. So we're going to see how that ends up turning out. Um, that'll be really interesting to see how things turn out and whatnot because um, Gladiators having a bye. I, I never liked having a bye in the playoffs because I feel like it, you, you get the momentum taken out of yourself. You're not playing for that extra week and everything. You're not like at full chemistry opposed to a team who might become, you know, not might be, are coming off of a win and are a little ecstatic. We're playing last week, have a little bit more energy, but we'll see how that ends up turning out um, for the Gladiators, and we'll see how Great Apes do against Evolve, see if Evolve can pull off some sleeper magic and see if the Ducks have anything left in them at 1-7 for the East. And then we're going to move on to the schedule for next week. Uh, moving on to the week of the 17th, like I said, you had Vicious and Delicious versus Miami Sharks as the first game for the North. That's going to be at 12 p.m. That's going to be a huge game. Uh, Vicious really fighting for a two or two, possibly a one. I don't know. I just looked at the standings. Hold on. Uh, two seed, possibly a one seed if um, Outlaws end up losing. So it'll be really interesting to see what ends up happening for uh, Vicious and Delicious versus Miami Sharks. But like I said, they are a very, very uh, powerhouse team. So I, you know, I'm going to put my money on Miami Sharks, but Vicious and Delicious are one of those teams who can take out absolutely any team in any division at this point in time. Um, then you have Dr. D versus Dirty CJ and the boys. That'll be a huge matchup for Dirty CJ and the boys, who I believe are playing a double header, but they each have to play a, a crossover game. So it's going to be Dr. D versus D Dirty CJ and the boys, and then at the same time you have Pylon Pythons versus Phantoms. It's going to be huge for both these teams for uh, seeding and everything because you have the Phantoms sitting at 1-5. They really need two wins here if they are playing the double header uh, just for seeding-wise. If not, they're going to play the next or the highest seed that doesn't get the bye, and that's never a good feeling when you're going into the playoffs. Um and then for the final game of that day in the north, you have Doctor T versus Seven Three Two. So Doctor D are playing the uh, cro they're playing the crossover game versus Dirty CJ and the boys, and then they have a doubleheader against Seven Three Two, which is going to be very big for standings because Doctor D currently sit at two and four. But if they end up getting these two wins, they could end up sitting at four and four, which might shake things up a little bit for uh, playoffs. Moving into the south, you have one, two, three, four, five games. So you have going deep versus outlaws. That's going to be a huge game for the outlaws because if they end up taking a loss, there is a possibility that vicious and delicious, if they end up winning, can move into first place. If I'm not mistaken, Dirty CJ and the Poise play the Phantoms and Doctor D. That's going to be a huge matchup for both Phantoms and Dirty CJ because if Dirty CJ and the Boys take a loss or two, there's a possibility that they could end up losing. 
uh, their current position to Vicious and Delicious in the standings. Uh, then you have Pylon Python versus the Phantoms, which we talked about. So this is a huge matchup, or a huge matchups going on this week for the South. Um, the only game that's going on early, I believe, for the South is Going Deep versus the Outlaws. I don't know why that game's going on, seeing as we have playoffs at 9 a.m., but it's okay, I guess. that It just makes no sense to me. I, I get it. Maybe Going Deep can only play early, but come on, guys. Like, you're messing up the whole playoff schedule. Anyways, that's the only 9 o'clock game. Every other game for North and South are going to be later in the day. It's going to be 12 and 1 o'clock, um, all at Beer Street this week. So look forward to those games. And then moving on to the playoff matchups, you have the East Division. You have Bullies versus TF Rating, which we talked about. That's going to be a back-and-forth game, I think, offensively. It's going to come down to which defense can get the first stop and if they can keep the stops going. And then you have Ducks versus Show Us Your TDs, which will be a uh, great matchup. It was a very close matchup for the first game. I think it's going to be a close matchup for the second game. We'll see how things end up turning out for those two games. Um, then moving on, you have the West and the playoff games for those are the Golden Receivers versus the Rejects. That's going to be a huge game, seeing as the Golden Receivers are the uh, the definitive free agent team, I guess we can call them. And if they are able to pull off a win and move into the uh, semifinals, it'll be big for the free agents. And then you have the Rejects, who are able to you know, recover from their early season deficit and finally able to put some wins on the board um, after a couple roster changes and people who have been on and off the team, a lot of changes and everything because of schedule conflict, but you know, everybody's ready and rev for playoffs, so it's going to be really cool to see what's going on there. And then you have Evolve versus Grape Apes. Evolve is um not a bad team. They're like I said, very athletic, very well put together team. It just comes down to can their defense stop Grape Apes? If they get stop them once or twice, I think that their offense can possibly get something going and keep up with the Grape Apes. And then you have Abusement Park versus the Black Panthers for the final game in the West. Um, I think that's a toss-up, honestly. It, it all comes down to who shows up for Abusement Park. Abusement Park have been a, guy, a bunch of guys who have literally been, like I said, for scheduling conflict reasons, have been on and off the field. Um, there have been a lot of guys who I've seen you know, play multiple games. There are guys that I've seen you know, play one or two games. So it'll be interesting to see what team shows up for Abusement Park, seeing as, you know, they've had a lot of scheduling issues, they've had a lot of conflict issues with their scheduling, and, you know, you, you never know with Gary and what his rule is. I think it's you need to play four games, so as long as all of your players have played four games, then you're set. If any of you guys haven't played four games, then don't bring a player who hasn't played four games, because Gary's going to be checking rosters and making sure that all these guys have been playing for the season and that they've played four games and everything. He said he will check the website if he has to for stats on them and everything, so It'll be really interesting to see uh, what comes out of these teams and you know who tries to show up with guys who really weren't playing throughout the season. So, um, <clears throat> again, I apologize for missing last week. Um, last week was a retirement party for my girlfriend's aunt. Uh, we got a little intoxicated, and then you know before I knew it, it was Sunday. And um, I didn't record the podcast on sa or on Saturday, and I was really, really busy at work. I've been working towards trying to get a promotion at work, so um, 
you know, I, I do apologize about the fact that, you know, I haven't been as attentive to the podcast, but I am here again. Playoffs are here. This is my favorite time of the year. I love talking about playoffs. I love doing the matchups and everything. Um, I know if the Rejects end up winning a game that get, uh, Dylan's going to want on the podcast, I really would love to wait until seating for the North and the South happen before I do the Captain's podcast, but we'll see what ends up happening. Um, I, I say that, but next week, you know, it'll the seating will be done. So that'll probably happen next week or... The, or the uh, following week, where I have a couple of captains come on, talk about everything. Um, we're probably going to bullshit about the All-Star game that we want, because I keep telling Gary to do an All-Star game, because we have stats now. You could pick the top guys from the uh, the North and the top guys from the West. Put them on a team. Then you take the top guys from the South and the top guys from the East, and you put them on a team. And you combine the two teams, you play a game or two, and you have, you know, the winner of the All-Star game. I think that would be a fuck ton of fun. Um, I don't think anybody's opposed to that. I think we'd all be in for an extra game if it involved, you know, an All-Star game. And, you know, we could even do like a fucking go get food or do a barbecue after. I don't fucking know. Everybody does all these huge events and everything for their football leagues and I want to have something fun. Like, it's a lot of fun with all-star games. It's a lot of fun with, like, all the stats and everything we have. I think it would be a huge uh, a huge hit within the league, if I'm not mistaken. And then, if I'm not mistaken, also Gary was talking about the tournament being the final week of one of these months. I don't know which one he's ever talking about. I'm going to guess, seeing as the divisions won't end until, or the normal season won't end playoffs until... I think the end of July at least, (coughs) then we're looking probably at the end of August for the tournament. But again, I don't know what Gary's planning on doing. I don't know if he's planning on doing a huge tournament like last time. Um, I think if we do a big tournament, we might need to shorten the lengths of the game or something. Possibly, I I don't fucking know, but it always ends up sucking because you're there for like literally five or six games if you end up winning your legs start getting fucking tired and shit because you're you're playing one game taking two hours off at one point it, it's unreal it, it's crazy the the way certain tournaments have been set up but gary's been getting better and better at the format so we'll see what kind of format this is we'll see what the uh what the pri- prize pool is like and everything i always love to figure out what we're winning and whatnot uh based on the teams that are signing up and i also love to figure out what teams have actually signed up because you get some of the regulars from the uh normal season and then you get some of these teams who are showing up from you know other leagues and other divisions and all these other places that you know they see a cash cash prize and they're like oh i want to get involved in this flag football league so they end up playing in the tournament and it ends up being a really big uh really big thing so hopefully we end up having a really big tournament and um we get a really big show out for this year. Hopefully we have a decent set of fields so that, you know, we aren't sitting there for hours on end trying to figure this shit out. But, um, yeah, I've had a great couple of weeks at football. I've been having a really good time. I ended up playing for the Rejects again. I played for them for, like, the first three ga- or two, three games or something like that. Then they didn't need me or, like... They did, alright, they wanted me to, I don't fucking know, I don't know if they wanted me to play or not, but I was in the same division as them to begin with, didn't end up playing with them because of that, then we ended up switching divisions, and I was like, well, I can help you guys out, played like two games with them, didn't play for the rest of the season, and then last week I played another two games in a back-to-back doubleheader, and we ended up winning both those games, and they asked if I wanted to play for playoffs, so I'm now playing two games of playoffs next week, 
Um, I'm really excited for that, though. I, I love when playoffs come around. I have really good memories of the playoffs every year. Um, shout out to Plan B. I miss it. So I miss games like that. Like, there was a game, like, everybody who knew when I was on Plan B, I rarely played for Plan B because a bunch of really athletic guys and everything. I was basically third string at best. And um, somebody, I don't know if somebody walked off. or I think it was somebody walked off because they weren't starting or something. And I ended up having to go in at corner and I ended up going at a corner and the first or second play on the on the drive that I was playing they threw an interception directly towards me absolutely changed the pace of the game we ended up winning that game pretty sure we went on to winning the championship that year it was absolutely amazing I, I have great memories of the playoffs so I cannot wait until playoffs start for all the divisions I'm really excited for the east and the west to get their uh, playoffs going and I cannot wait to do the live the live podcast at the uh, playoffs, either you know once the final because the finals for the north and the south will be a week after everything finishes up for the east and the west. So I want to be there, do a live podcast, you know, broadcast what's going on for the um, <coughs> for the final game and everything. It'll be really interesting. So we're gonna do that. It'll be uh it'll be a lot of fun. But uh yeah, once we get into that, it'll be uh I think it'll be like late yeah probably late july and then like i said we'll have the tournaments coming up and everything after that so um but yeah this season has been a lot of fun it's been a learning experience um i realized that while you want to be a team with like seven or eight guys you really can't function that well unless all eight or nine of you guys are so i'm not even gonna say seven or eight seven guys is unreal like if you have like a quarterback who doesn't like playing defense like fact that you guys are playing both ways for most of the it, it's just it's fucking unreal you gotta have great cardio for that shit but um but yeah anyway I, I i digress but when it comes down to you know having eight or nine guys you really need to have them show up every single day for every single game because if you don't you're playing with six seven guys and it, it really is a hassle it sucks a lot on the body like there is so much pain that i went through the one week we had like I think it was raining. We had six or seven guys. We had a double head. It was the most exhausting thing I've ever gone through in my entire life. I literally was like shot out of my mind. My legs when I got home did not function. I literally, I just, it, the worst feeling ever. But when it comes down to it, I think that, um, you know, I, I like when we see bigger teams. Like, don't get me wrong. People who can field two teams, like if you have like 12, 13 guys on your team, I think you're nuts. Like you guys could have probably two separate teams at this point, and like it's just crazy. But if you have a healthy eight or nine guys who all show up and everything, like we had our first game, Ben was in uh, Boston. We had Mike, our old quarterback, come in and sub in. Told Gary about it and everything. I was like, hey, Ben's away. Do you mind if uh, Mike comes to play? He's been on the team. He just hasn't played this season. He was like, yeah, he just can't play for playoffs. I was fine with that. So we were talking about that and everything and. You know, Ben was the only one who wasn't there this week. It was the first time we had our full team, technically, because Mike filled in for Ben. We had nine guys, and it was the healthiest I've ever seen our team. We were all rotating in. We were all having a good time. I was hungover as hell that day. I barely played that day, and we were still healthy on the sidelines. Whenever anybody needed, like, you know, time off and everything, it was really, really easy. Um, But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think that, um, you know, that, that... it's just the healthiness of your team really 
coincides with the happiness that you're having with the lead. Like I, I've seen a lot of guys like no names, but certain guys on like like not the free agent team, but maybe the free agent team, and then other teams that I've seen like they're like, look, I play with these guys because I played with them forever. Or, look, I play with these guys because they're the free agents and the other team I was told to play with, but. It would be more fun if I was on a team that, like, you know, we were able to communicate. When you said something, it wasn't just brushed off, and everybody's not just trying to play as much time as they can play. Like, everybody knows where they fit, and everybody knows their better positions and when they can be utilized and everything. And I think that's a really healthy part of, uh, like, you know, winning. And I think it's a healthy part of, like, you know, a working team. And that's why I think Miami Sharks work so well, because they're a team that know what they do best. And they utilize their guys to the best of their abilities and everything. Same thing with Vicious and Delicious. So <coughs> it's teams like that that, you know, I think go above and beyond other teams in this league. And when you see, like like I said, I was just happy to see a full, healthy team for the first time on my end. And it was really interesting to see how different the team works together and how much, you know, we were able to get done compared to what we were able to do weeks before because we were so exhausted we had guys coming off the field like we'd start defense with five guys and have to call another guy on because two of our guys were taking a break at the same time and not realizing it and you know that sucks but i appreciate you guys listening i appreciate you guys listening to my little rant about like you know teamwork and you know help and how a healthy team can you know help you guys out but uh I really do appreciate you guys listening and everything. It's been a lot of fun to do the podcast. I really do appre- uh, I really do, you know, appreciate the guys who listen. I, I'm really sorry that I missed out on a couple of weeks and everything with, you know, everything that happened. And I appreciate everybody who's reached out. I appreciate everybody who's been there and have been very supportive. A lot of you guys have been, like, you know, we've had our ups and our downs, but you guys have been a lot friendlier since everything's happened with me. And I really, really do appreciate what's been going on and how friendly you guys are, how some of you guys listen to the podcast and still, like, you know, engage with me about the podcast and what's been going on. Um, Hopefully Gary listens to this one and deems it viable to actually go out. And um, that'd be great because, you know, if this podcast could actually get some, like, you know, publicity on the Monmouth County page, then maybe people would listen. But every time I post it, my, like, six followers on Twitter, by the way, go follow at Bucket Hat Toe Tap, all singular Bucket Hat Toe Tap on Twitter. That's where I post all the um, the podcast stuff, and when, when the podcasts go out, it's where I make the posts. And, you know, you can look at it, look at it on Spotify, Apple Music, or Podbean, which is, see, Podbean's where I originally post the podcast. And then it gets posted to Spotify and Apple Music anywhere from an hour to 12 hours later so just keep an eye out for apple and uh spotify if you don't see it right away they will end up uploading there later and um yeah like i said shout out to people like dante listen every week they listen to the entire podcast all the way to the end and i always know he does because i always give him a shout out at the end and he's always listening at the end because he always goes thanks for the shout out so you know i really do appreciate people like that i appreciate the guys on like 732 who have like you know approached me in the beginning of the season and were like i better hear something good about me on the podcast this year because you know they went from an 0-8 team to 3-0 to begin the season to losing four games without trevor to winning another game it, it's been a very very much of a roller coaster for 732 but kudos to them for finally recovering and you know playing to the potential that i thought they were able to uh, perform at and everything they're like oh no they're five and two now that i don't think they lost 
Yeah, I think they only lost two games without Trevor. But either way, they were on a, they were on a losing streak without Trevor. And now, now that they you know were able to bounce back, I can see that they're able to win without Trevor. It'll be really interesting to see how the rest of the season goes for them. But um, yeah, like I said, shout outs to all you guys who listen. Shout outs to everybody. Um, I really can't wait for playoffs. Go teams like uh, I'm gonna make my predictions. I lied. I'm gonna do predictions. I I think it's a toss up between Golden Receivers and Rejects. Hundred percent toss up. I think the Rejects have the ability to win. But the Golden Receivers have a couple really good guys that can play offense and defense both ways. And it all depends on what kind of team shows up for the Rejects this week. Then you have Evolve versus Great Apes. I think Great Apes take this one not just because um, they're the higher seed, but because Evolve have been having issues keeping points off the board. And Great Apes are a team that run literal Madden plays and pull them off gracefully. So I think that Great Apes end up taking this one. And then Abusement Park versus Black Panthers. If Abusement Park have the team that they've had show up for the past like week or two, the team that beat the Gladiators, I think that they end up taking this one over Black Panthers. If they had the team that started week one and ended up having to surrender because they lost so badly, I think that Black Panthers end up taking this one. So it all comes down to who's who ends up showing up for that. And then when it comes down to bullies and TF rating, uh, I, like I said, it all comes down to who has the first stop on defense. If they are able to stop them on defense, I think it's going to be a tit-for-tat battle on offense. And then Ducks and show us your TDs. Um, if Ducks end up having their starting quarterback, it might be a different game. But show us do have the 1-0 uh, victory over uh, Ducks and everything. And, you know, they were able to perform, outperform them last time. We'll see what ends up happening this week. But it'll be really interesting to see what happens between those two teams. But those are my predictions. And then um, we'll go over the seeding and everything for the North and the South after they end up playing their final week. Uh, big double headers for the South at uh, 12 and 1, I believe it is. So I'm really, really interested in those games. I might stay after my um, my early playoff games or come back after I get some food or something and watch those games just to see what's going on. And then I did tell you guys I will be doing a live podcast of either the finals or depending on how my teams do, we might do the playoffs of the North and the South. So we'll see how everything ends up going. But Hopefully I won't see you guys until finals and we will talk about that shit on the next podcast. Um, follow at bucket hat and toe tap on Twitter. Go follow the Facebook page at Monmouth County flag football. Go follow the um, Instagram page. I think it's adult uh, Monmouth adult flag football, something like that. He changed it on me and it really has fucked me up ever since then. It used to just be Monmouth County flag football. Now it's like Monmouth adult flag football or something like that. Just look it up. Look something up like that. It'll show up. You'll see a fucking, you'll see one of our big heads on there. Um, and then I think, still don't know how to pronounce his Instagram name. Clerk Ent or Clerk, Clerk and Clerk and whatever the fuck his name is. My, my guy with the camera. He's going to be there uh, next week to film some games, so that'll be really interesting. Um, really excited for when he's there because the playoff games and everything hopefully end up getting recorded, and then we don't know if he'll be there for the later uh, North and South games, but that will be huge. Um, really fun time when he's there. He does a great job with all the videos and everything, so really excited for that. And uh, like I said, thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you guys Sunday. Like I said, it's a podcast on a Thursday. I hope you guys are excited. Let me know how you guys like this one when I see you guys at the field. I will talk to you later. I, um, and thank you for listening to Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. Peace out, guys.